You are now tuned in to The Converse, hosted by Anomaly Ace. Welcome, welcome, welcome. First of all, I am Anopoly Ace, your host for this amazing show called The Converse. I want you guys to understand that this show is basically just a converse between this little con who sometimes have verses, fire verses, and likes to, uh, you know, also give flowers to others who have fire verses. But basically, we just chat, chop it up, you know what I mean? And, um... We talk about day-to-day stuff, you know, because basically me, I have a few things on my jacket, and when I speak of my jacket, I mean my criminal record, and it's kind of disgusting, it's nasty. I know I use that word a lot, disgusting, nasty, when I describe myself and my life and past and all that, not saying that it's disgusting as far as like the lifestyle I'm saying like the choices I made the choices I made as a person okay because there was a lot of things that I personally didn't have to do you know so it was just bad choices on my behalf and that is what I speak of when I say oh it's disgusting or whatever but I can't speak on a whole species of 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 Creatures that have to live like that Like you understand Like that's just how it is That's just what it is And we all have different spectrums On this planet Mines at one time was Like cut your nose to spite your face Dig the deepest hole Like for your Like it was nasty It was just disgusting Like I always say And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. However, I've always been blessed. Blessed enough to just get by, you know, to make it by without being seriously injured or seriously locked up. You know what I mean? The troubles I have caught, put myself in basically just gave me a harder life. So now my jacket, my criminal record is like, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. It's like, I got a few weed charges. I want to fight those. I got a couple violent charges. I got just nasty stuff on there. It was like, I'm not going to lie, like I was doing so good. To a certain point Then it just got nasty And then it got nasty And now It's like my life is starting to shine And and blossom And I love where it's going I love the support I'm getting from everybody Because You know usually People who Play in the field I was playing in Especially the way I was playing They usually transition out In a a more theatrical type of way. However, myself, I was able to transition via art, musical art, and podcasting, which is to me therapeutic. <laughs> Excuse me for my my language, my slowness. Um, but yes, I'm 
blessed, like blessed to actually really be here because I remember there was a time, yo, there was a time when I was younger, much younger, my 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 baby moms was pregnant with my second child, which is sincere, right? She was pregnant with my son, my only son that I know about, my only son, and he he was in the belly. So Lyric was in the stroller and Ayana was in the stroller as well. We had a stroller we'll sit her on top with a, with a right there. Or if she wanna go to sleep, we'll put her in a basket. But we was the parents that were like always together. Like it was me and her rocking out. So one thing we did every single day, when I say every day, I mean every single day. We used to go downtown, right? So this was before people were creating content on their phones and all that. You know, having to do that every day. This was me going downtown, down um, to all of the record labels. I used to go to Bad Boy, Universal, um, Bad Boy when it was there. You know what I mean? Um, Universal and Def Jam. Def Jam had Rockefeller in there, so Def Jam kind of was the building I always was at because Def Jam was the building that had the most people coming in and out of. So boom. Go to Def Jam. I mean, not the new Def Jam neither. The one when the, the entrance was in the back, and Hove had had the powder blue, uh, not the powder blue, the whatever that color blue is, Maybach. All right. So we used to go downtown every day, me and my baby moms and her her daughter, who is my first like way into fatherhood. Ayana, we're not going to discredit Yanni. That's my baby, but you know she's older. And uh, we kind of we kind of messed that one up with that. We like not the child. She's she's amazing. She's like the best one as far as mannerism and stuff like that. We we raised her good, but we messed up with. We lied to her. We tried to tell her I was her dad. I don't know why I did that. I guess I that was my suckerness. You know what I mean, like. Still digging holes and cut my nose despite my face, putting myself in situations I don't have to be in just because, right? Like thinking I'm hurting somebody else. I mean, just dumb Anthony stuff, you know what I mean? Um, people would say Anthony's world. Anthony gets in Anthony's world and yeah, but anyway, so Ayana. Amazing, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person. Her soul's amazing. That is actually the first child who bring me into fatherhood. She showed me how to be a, a father to my children. So it was me, my baby moms, Lyric, Ayana. They're babies, literally babies. They're like three years apart. And we go downtown every day. Dev Jam building, Rock, um, Rockefeller. Universal, mind you, I'm not baldy. I'm not like this. I mean, I had my hair. I mean, I was a little, I was a little, little dirty Bronx nigga though. I wasn't like fly yet and all that because I didn't get out of town yet. I didn't start going out of town. I was still just a Bronx block hugger, right? I was on the block. I was selling weed and my little crumbs here and there, right? I didn't even go. I didn't even start going downtown yet. No, nah, I didn't start going downtown yet. So, boom. We are now 
going down there every day with CDs, whatever. You know what I mean, it's just me. We ran into a lot of people. We met a lot of people. There was one person though in particular that really, really was rocking with me, and that was Lenny S. And Lenny S. took my CD, and this was crazy because this was actually the day that we saw Jay Z and Beyonce, right? And they were going to. It was the backstage concert, Madison Square Garden. It was a huge day, but I didn't even realize that. I didn't know that. Like, I didn't even pay attention. I was just on my schedule, going down every day, meeting people, rapping. Man, I don't rap for a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Um, the guy that looks like Fat Joe with the freckles. I swore that was Fat Joe one time, but I saw it wasn't. So, you know, I grew up reading all the... Sources, double excels, and all that. So I kind of knew who people was off rip, like Skein, and you know, whatever. But <clears throat> man, this was good times. Anyway, so Lenny Lenny S had a a great liking in my situation. He came actually, he came back down and said, "Yo, I like it." He came directly to me, like he said he would. That was the most honorable thing. So. At this time, everything was cool, man. Everything respectable, boom, everything's going on. I mean, as far as me, morally, but we'll get down to that later. But anyway, so Lenny S likes to see, he says, yo, I need you to rap on instrument, on original beats, though, because these beats I had, they was, of course, industry beats. So he said, bring me something on originals so I can see what you really could do. Gave me his number and all that. I'm out, boom. So I tell you know, my girl, we all happy. Ah, we got a number, kid. We got a number. Lenny S was the hottest A&R for the hottest fucking label in the world. You kidding me? And I got his attention. So the problem is my decision making, my choices, right? I made the wrong choices. And instead of keep making music and just giving, bringing him everything I can, and calling him and bugging him and just being on him, showing up to that gym every day, just rapping, still doing that. I said, okay, I need to make some money to get some original beats. Because Brian, the guy around the corner, he's a older head that I met from my baby mom's, baby fa- um, my baby mom's father, Mike, shout out Mike, the kid's grandpa, he's cool. His man's around the corner. Makes beats and all that. So I ask him, boom, he charge what he's gonna charge me, he tells me. And I'm like, all right, boom, so I gotta go make this money. So you know what I do? I go do stupid, drastic things. When you, I go do stupid, drastic things, it kind of forces me to actually now be on some. You know what I mean? I even get myself kicked out of the place I was staying because <laughs> somebody heard me beefing with somebody and then um, they told the the grandma and the grandma said, oh, nah, we can't have that here, you know. You know what I mean? This ain't the Wild Wild West. We don't need all that. And I respected it, so that's how I found myself out of out of town. Again, linking up with Stick. So I linked up with Stick out of town, and that was the out-of-town life. When I, I mean, that was the beginning of, the, of my out-of-town life and my pushing myself away from music, right? That was that. By the time I did call Lenny S, he still had the same number. He sure did. But at that time, I didn't have nothing. And it was like maybe two weeks, maybe a week later that uh, 
I hit him up just to tell him that, yo, I, I ain't getting no beats yet, but I'm working on it. He's like, so why did you call me? Like, it type shit. Like, it was just funny, and I so I never called him again. Boom, because after that, my life got crazy. It was the beginning of my out of town life. <laughs>